<laughs> if I had dug in and in, in, into that hole, that depression, that negativity, like what would have happened when the race came? I would have been negative and, and pissed off that I couldn't race. And then the following day still probably would have been that energy just hanging around, just like muckiness. And I, I like to call muckiness because it's like that murky like mud that you get into and it just you lift up your feet and it's like hard to lift it up because it's like pulling you back in. And if I hadn't been positive throughout that, from day one, when, when I had the, the stomach virus, like how long would that healing have been? So the power of the mind has everything to do with the time, the time it takes you to heal. And so that, that, that injury is an opportunity. See the injury as an opportunity, not as something that can pull you down a, a deep dark hole. What's up, YT World? We are Justin BJ, and we're bringing you episode 115 today. We are plant-based endurance athletes and coaches, and this is Ask the YTs. We'll be launching this on Monday the 23rd, and today is Saturday, and we've got our athletes racing this weekend, so we just want to give them some shout-outs. Matt is going to crush the New Jersey State Triathlon. Oh, yeah. Susanna is going to torch the Boston Triathlon. Watch that 10K. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Girl's a runner. And Claire is going to be celebrating for 140.6 miles at Ironman Lake Placid. All while being calm. Yeah, she's, she's, she's awesome. Got, Actually, you know what? We should what? touch upon how rock solid that girl's mind is. Yeah, there's nothing that's shaking it. The, the call I had with her, because I do athlete calls on... Uh, on big races and her, just asking if anything is coming up and all she can do is just say it's great like she's solid she's got everything planned there's a lot of chaos happening around here right at the at an Ironman event it's her first event in her hometown of Lake Placid and just the calmness that she exudes is so it's so amazing and to see where she's come in over a year year and a half working with us that um that she's got this quiet confidence and no matter what is coming up on the day, whether it's rain, cause it could rain, uh, what happens on the swim, it, it doesn't matter. She seems pretty unshakable. Yeah. I think Claire is the perfect example of like, it's never too early to start training for Ironman. So if you're looking for at Ironman for 2019, don't wait until six months before, you know, like what are your priorities? This girl has transformed her entire life. Like the way she moves through the world, it's incredible. And you guys were talking the other day and you had told me that she had completely shut down from like just got away from the Ironman Lake Placid Facebook group because it was just, there was just so much. I'm sure there was some supportive and positive things in there. I want to believe that, but there was just so much noise and mindless chatter and energy leakage about water temperatures and weather and all of that, that she just had the brilliance to be like, I'm done. And then she checked in first thing and then got out of town. Like has yeah, just get gotten done. out, like yep. get out of the hype. Get her like, workouts done, yeah. get a bike and gear checked in and then remove yourself from all that and just remove go, yourself. Just relax. Yeah. yeah. She's awesome. So yeah. so psyched to track her tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Just fired up for these guys. Team YT is killing it. Both Susanna and Matt have overall wins this year already. And we're just so grateful for this family of kick-butt humans because you can't be a kick-butt athlete and not be a pretty amazing human. And that's really our mission is to assist in doing our part in creating a better world by not just 
telling people how far to swim and how far to bike and how to, how far to run, but like really getting underneath the layers and looking at relationships to hard training sessions and, and, you know, self-sabotage and shining a light on those things. And it's just, it's freaking unbelievable the work that this team is doing. And I'm not talking about the physical work. All right, you guys, we have lots of questions today, so we're going to do our best to get to all of them. And if we don't get to all of them, what we're going to do is we're going to come back in a couple of weeks into August and we're going to finish them up. So we'll just we'll see how it all shakes yeah, down, you know, check it out. Uh, we're well into our race season here in the States, so I think that's probably part of the reason why we got lots of questions. And, you know, but we are an international community. So like our peeps in the down under world. Um, they're well into their winter, but we all know that this is lifestyle. So training and racing is relevant all year round. All right. One more thing. We've been getting lots of inquiries from you guys about our, our high vibe retreats. And since we take a limited number per month, I just want to say that it's best to let us know what dates you're looking at and booking out your retreat three to six months is so ideal. So these are two day, three night intensives. They're full immersions into the awake and ready life. We share, we are completely transparent. We share everything about this recipe of living and there's physical training, yoga, meditation, plant-based nutrition. And basically it's like the Vipassana of yogi triathletes. So if you don't know what Vipassana is, check that out. But we do actually speak, but sometimes we don't speak. Sometimes during the retreats, we don't speak. Sometimes we have silent we meal have time. silent meal silent time. I love silent, silent meal time. I do too. Oh, it's like kind of <laughs> awkward. And then it's kind of like, it takes so long to eat. I love silent breakfast. Okay. So anyway, they're totally profound um, and custom to what you're looking for. They're awesome for couples. I know as a massage therapist for a long time, I worked with a lot of Ironman couples and a lot of Ironman couples where one did Ironman and one didn't do it. And I understand the strain. Like I, I get it. I, I've seen divorces over this sport. It's great for couples that maybe ride in the edge of some conflict. And it's great for couples that really want to just like take it deep and up level their connection. As somebody who lives the high vibe life and in a pretty awesome relationship, I can tell you that living this way does nothing but benefit your marriage and your partnership exponentially. Uh, yeah, it's great for training partners and friends. We've actually been the destination for girls weekends, which is awesome. So let us know if you have any more questions, check out the show notes for a link for more info. And that includes a sample itinerary. And I think that's it. Beach, I'm psyched to be here with you and you've been training a ton. Been training a ton. Yeah. So what do you, what do you, what are you training for? What's on the schedule? <laughs> That's the question. Are you willing to reveal I, all of it? What's happening? I, I was just going to do share? one race. I was going to do Santa Rosa and just shut it down. <laughs> yeah, but... And that didn't happen. Dude, because we live from our intuitive right, voice. Right. And that intuitive voice is like, no, you're doing this and... Yeah, and you're doing this. And, and you're it's doing this. laughing. When you try to set a schedule, it laughs at me. It laughs at anything I put down on paper. It, it smiles... It's, it's a belly laugh. It's just like, come on, what does this guy think? It's just been incredible how things have come in and made so much, you know, they come in intuitively. So they come in maybe just in knowings or in meditation or through the message of somebody else. Like, it's just interesting how the intuitive voice works. And then your logical mind goes, no way. There's no way I can do that. And then all of a sudden support shows up. Mm-hmm. 
cheap airline tickets to, oh, I'll take your dog for 10 days to, you can stay with me. You know, just, it's unbelievable. So what, what are you willing to reveal today about what's happening? And Ooh, are you going to, are you going to save any of it for our Patreon? I think so. Tapes? No, I know so. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think it'd be so. cool because you shared some really cool stuff leading up to Iron Man Boulder. Yeah, which we, actually we should release on YouTube. Okay, cool. Uh, n- now that the now that's all passed, but yeah, we, so on Patreon, you guys can support us and become a member for as little as ten dollars a day, de- uh, ten dollars a month, and support the podcast. Ten dollars will get you all this juicy info. Yeah, um, I'm so I'll create some videos and I will let you guys in on a little news of something something what i'll be racing so stay tuned for that that'll be the first video we'll be posting monday so when this podcast launches oh cool sign up as soon as possible and get the inside scoop of where i'll be but on another note i'll be challenging myself to to explore this opportunity out in utah i'll be traveling to uh brighton and Joining the Iron Cowboy, reuniting with the Iron Cowboy at the Utah's toughest Ironman race. Uh, he decided to put on two races, one in Vermont, which just happened last weekend. And he's doing another one in Utah in August. Did Billy Half do that race? He might have done it as a relay. I saw that he swam. Oh, okay. But I don't know exactly if he did the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Billy Half was one of our podcast guests. I can't yeah. remember what number he is. Yeah, I can't remember. In the, he's in the he's pre 100. He might be in the 60s or the 50s. Yeah. Anyway, I love that one. Yeah. So um, grow a pair. <laughs> grow a pair. That's what that one's about. Grow a pair. <laughs> yeah. Check that one out. But yeah, I'll be heading to Utah, and the the race is over 19,000 feet of elevation gain, the bike and run combined. And it's not sold out. It's so not if sold anybody out, so wants to go and join Beach, and if you want to do it as a relay, you can split it up. <laughs> Two oh, people? I thought you meant with you. No, I'm going to, hey, I'm going all in. I'm doing this thing solo. <laughs> I'm going to do an Ironman at elevation with tons of climbing and a trail run. It's actually a trail run. And everything is two loops. So you can do it with another person. You do one loop, then they do one loop. Then you jump on the bike, you do a loop, they jump on their bike, they do a loop. And the same thing for the run. I would love to do the run, but I'm not going. Or you can do it all as one person swims, one person bikes, and then one person runs. But I'm going all in. Because, you know, the universe is speaking, it's saying... And I feel like James would give you a bunch of shit if you didn't go all in. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the guy did 50 Ironmans in 50 days in 50 states. And he personally invites BJ and BJ, I'm going to do it as a relay. He would be like, uh, you're not invited anymore. Right. So that was super amazing that James did that, reached out to BJ. And yeah. we had spent some time with him on our Ride the High Vibe tour. We were just going to go for a night and he essentially kidnapped us for six days and we had to stay <laughs> we, in their friend's mansion and it was awful. It was just awful. We could have awful. stayed there so long. Oh, man. So long. We, they, it was awesome. It, it was, was tempting. It's a, it's really, a playground. Really, awesome experience. So how are you feeling about the trail run? I have no... I think you've got a little ignorance is bliss and maybe yeah. you should just stay there. Yeah, I don't... I'm not thinking about trail running at all. I mean, I've been trail running with you <laughs> two or three times. And I'm like three times as slow as you. Yeah. So... I'm not worried about it. I, you know, I've run trails in the past. I've run a lot of trails in Boulder. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I put in the mileage, so I'm not concerned about that. Yeah, I just, fed. I'm just going to take it as it comes. That's my mentality is just whatever presents itself at this race, I will achieve. And that's the space that I'm mentally in right now. It's anything that, anything that I have hesitation or 
or that makes me pause and think it's it's an action it's a go button it's press go because the hesitation and the doubt and the decision process just is taking too long and it's time to just listen to what's presented in front of me and just move forward and gain experience from whatever situation presents itself that's where i am right now so this whole race with the cowboy i'm, I'm excited like let's get it let's let's do this and then let's get on to the next Giddy thing up, cowboy but the the other thing make sure you tune into patreon because that's super exciting too yeah it's really exciting okay all right so let's jump into questions let's do it okay our first one's from our bud ron young love right. ron love ron and michelle Love them both. Love them both. Like, just love the very... Totally, (laughs) totally high vibers. All right, little love fest there. (laughs) Total high vibers. Vegan athletes. Michelle did her first triathlon this year. I love it. Ron Sector in, multi-sport. Okay, share what what nutrition you use on the bike. Because he uses something. I'm not sure what it is. Spitz, I think. I haven't heard of that. I haven't heard of it either. But he's in the market. Yeah, and he's plant-based. So he's looking for a plant-based option. So So what do you use? I use Scratch. Uh, I'm a scratch ambassador. I, I I believe in this product and there's a few reasons why. One is the flavors are not overpowering. It's it, And I know you use it too. They're not overpowering. It's actually just enough. And I, of course you can double up with the, the mixes, but I encourage you just to use what the package instructs you to use. Um, you don't need that extra flavor. You're going to be getting in goos and, and all this other stuff that's, that's power packed. So I use scratch on the bike and what I do, I use the pomegranate or the passion fruit. Uh, I used to use the lemon lime. Now I use the passion fruit. And then I actually will use a little bit of the maca, maca tea, matcha tea, matcha tea, matcha tea, because that one has caffeine in it. So I'll put that in my water bottle, just a little bit in my last water bottle. And what I'm doing on the bike now, because I don't use, and I'm talking specifically Ironman, I'm not using the special needs bags. So I'll fill three 24 ounce water bottles with water and scratch. So they're actually doubled up or tripled up. Doubled up? Yeah, three water bottles doubled up the consistency. So that gives you how many hours worth of? Six hours, five and a half to six hours. So plenty. So plenty plenty of nutrition uh, for for my hydration. Did you, yeah, did you need like at Boulder when it was super hot and did you need anything more than that? Did no. you take anything more? Nope. Yeah. For new tr- for sports hydration, no. And why aren't you using special needs anymore? Uh, I'm just I just want to keep rolling. Because every second counts, dude. Every second counts. <laughs> you pee on that bike. You don't want to You skip that special needs. <laughs> you just keep rolling no matter what. Two spots away from Kona and Boulder. Yeah. Right? Two spots? Two spots away. Yeah. It would it might it could have been four spots if you stopped at special needs. Like that's mm-hmm. that's how like you every Every little, we were actually doing a podcast last night with an awesome professional triathlete and she was talking about like the small details. Like she cannot overlook the small details because even the tiniest, even a second can screw you, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, okay. So that's your, but then what do you do about water? So you're just taking in. So as I, f- so I just take in water from the course. So at that first 10 mile mark, I'll take, I'll grab the water. One goes on my bike. The first one goes on my bike. The first one goes on my head. Like I'm pouring the water on my head. And then I drop that water bottle and I pick up another water uh, bottle at the end of that uh, aid station. And that goes on my bike. And now I've got, because I have four four spots for nutrition. So three are scratch, one's water. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
And then I just continue on and I'll probably ditch the first scratch water bottle when I'm done with it. And then also I'll have one or two waters at any time just so I can keep hosing myself off over my head. Cause usually the races we're doing are pretty hot. So it's, it's super important. So yeah, scratch, check it out. Um, it's also got real cane sugar um, in it. And I, I just like, it. I've never had, I've never had gut issues at all with scratch. So that's why I continue to use it. And, and it may, f- it may taste a little weak if you're coming off of Gatorade or Tailwind or something that's a little bit, um, a little bit more robust in flavor. And that's kind of how I felt because we always used Gatorade, like old school Gatorade, because we just wanted to use what was on the course. But I've adapted to it. And, um, you know, it's like when you start eating real foods, like you just start to adapt to it when you're not eating processed foods that have so much sugar and salt in it. You're actually tasting the food. So it feels a little bland at first, but then you develop the taste buds and your body accepts it. So I've had, I mean, I don't know how many years it's been that you and I have been racing with zero nutrition issues. So I like it. I, I mean, like I'm it. not, I'm going to, I'm going to say that's a part of it. I'm also going to say that our microbiome and our gut because of the diet that yes, we eat I'm glad you is, said that. is pretty darn awesome. So, so two things. One, Scratch is vegan. So it is vegan. I've confirmed with them and it says vegan on the package. So that's good. Number two is exactly what Jess is talking about. Like our daily nutrition is strong. We eat an array, a wide array of vegetables, fruits, and we've got questions on that. So yeah. All right. We'll so we can get to that. that. But we'll but just our daily too. nutrition, it just doesn't come down to race day. Like I'll practice with this stuff a few times on long rides, but mainly I practice with real foods and my diet, my daily diet is strong. And that to me and to us is what we feel really holds us strong come race day that we can put stuff into our belly and it works fine. Yeah. And what do you use for food? So that's your hydration. So that's hydration. Food, I use Amrita bars. I use two to three of them and I cut them in half and how, I take them every hour. How Okay, every hour. Yeah. So you eat half every hour. So they're 200 calories per bar and you've cut them in half. That's 100 calories per piece. And I take in 100 calories of the bar per hour. Now, let's say you're like three hours into an Ironman and all of a sudden, let's just have a little uh, situation here. And all of a sudden, the, like you're scheduled to eat and your belly's like, uh-uh. Yeah. What would you do? I would not eat. I'd take water, sip some water. I wouldn't just start chugging water. I'd start sipping water and let this and and know that this is going to work itself out, right? You've still got a long day ahead. Believe that it yeah. will work out. And you're not going to, like, if you didn't get that fueling in, it's not like you're going to fall apart off your bike because you just, like, have no no uh, fuel uh, to push you push you forward. That's not going to happen. So just let things work itself out. Your body is smart. Your gut is smart. But don't try and force things down there. Mm-hmm. Um, because, then, you, because you're not flexible in a schedule. And right. also that the, the gut, the digestion is governed by that healing nervous system. So if you're stressing out about the belly not feeling good and you're mentally in the future in your mind, now you're creating stress and you're putting yourself into a stress response, which is going to compromise your ability to absorb anything. So... Just chill, man. Just yeah. keep going. <laughs> Just relax. Just <laughs> and, oh, relax. and then and then what I would do, the next fuel source I would use is probably a banana. Like pick up half a banana at the aid station. Bananas just kind of temper things out in the stomach, in my opinion. You know, you're not using that high sugar, high, cool. high salt. Yeah. All right. 
Awesome. Thanks, Ron. More questions, Ron. We love yeah. you. We just want to interact with you more, man. <laughs> okay, Rachel, what about whole grain bread, for example, Ezekiel bread? So we are bread eaters. We don't eat a ton of bread, uh, but... I would say Wednesday night after the farmer's market, so we eat bread. <laughs> before we moved to Carlsbad, we always had Ezekiel bread in the freezer. Now that we live in Carlsbad, there's a local bakery called Prager Brothers, and it's two brothers. Their last name is Prager, and they make this bread from a t sourdough base the old-fashioned way, and it is freaking incredible. And you, you have to eat it within like 24 hours because it starts to get stale. So it's super fresh. It's really delicious. I don't think you can buy it online. I mean, I don't even think you can do that because it's so fresh. BJ's pulling up the website right now. But it's incredible. If you live in the area, you got to go get this stuff. Okay. But prior to that, we always had Ezekiel in the fridge. Now, Ezekiel does have some gluten in it, but we are not, we don't have trouble with gluten. So when we make pizza and, it, and we use like, say, the Whole Foods multi-grain crust, that's got gluten in it. And I notice that maybe I have two pieces and I'm full. When we do a gluten-free crust, like I can hammer four pieces, no problem. So I just notice that I get more full, right? And I don't think like, oh, well, I normally have four pieces, so I'm going to have four pieces, right? I'm always listening to my body. So the thing that I like about Ezekiel and why we always chose it is that um, the sprouting, so the, the sprouting, they've got sprouted grains in there and they're whole grains, right? So it's, that's the best thing you can get for grains is the whole grains. Now make no mistake, it's bread, right? So it's a processed food. If you think about bread, bread doesn't grow up from the ground in the, in the form of bread. So there's a process that's done to it. So I wouldn't eat sandwiches every single day, every single meal, right? So you want to have you want to eat the spectrum, but the sprouting will help with digestibility. It will help with the absorption of minerals, vitamin C. It's a, also a really good source of fiber. We live in a protein obsessed society. It's insane. People are getting way too much protein and actually a nutrient of concern is fiber. Get your fiber in. And protein is not on that list. Right. <laughs> Nobody is concerned that people aren't getting enough protein. Protein is like a starvation thing. Like if you are not getting enough calories, then you are not getting enough protein. So it's got a great source of fiber in it, which we have a high fiber diet anyway because we're plant-based. So I like it. I like, I like Ezekiel. I think for bread, it's a really great option. I don't necessarily like highly processed breads like Wonder Bread. I mean, even as a kid, we always had whole wheat bread or multigrain bread or rye bread. We <laughs> never had oh, we white had, bread. We had the hostess for sure. BJ grew up I grew on up the, at white, the white bread. The white bread. Like the that, Wonder Bread? Wonder Bread. <sighs> you, you slap that piece of bologna on it. <laughs> Just gagged. And then you eat the sand and the bologna sticks to the top of your mouth. <laughs> oh, I never had bologna either. I never ate bologna. Yeah, I definitely did. Oh, babe. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. It's fine. Yeah, that's in the past, man. Yeah, it's totally in the past. Doesn't matter. Uh, the other thing about Ezekiel, their claimed, you know, one of their claims is that it's a it's a complete protein. So I just want to address this complete protein situation. A lot of plant plant based foods are incomplete proteins, whereas meat products, animal products, are complete proteins. That does not mean that incomplete proteins are less than proteins. They're not inferior to complete proteins. 
It just means that it's not all the amino acids that are incorporated in that piece of broccoli or that piece of kale. However, the body has the ability, right? Going back to this like inherent wisdom of the body, let the body do what it does so well, which is work and organize towards health. The body has an ability to group amino acids together to make them complete. So don't fret incomplete proteins. And it's a little bit of marketing to, you know, like this is a complete protein because if you're eating a whole foods plant-based diet, you're going to get plenty of protein. Well, again, it's the fear. It's the fear-based, if you don't get right. 40 or 30 grams of protein, then you're, you're not doing it right. Right. But I, I honestly don't even think about, I never count anything. It's just, I just I eat a wide array of fruits and vegetables and grains and, and yeah. I'm out there training hour after hour. Yeah. You are too. So I like um, anything whole grain. I like, you know, better than highly processed stuff. So, you know, there's levels of everything. There's like the ghetto bread and then there's, you know, the um, gated community kind of bread, right? Like, you know, just make the best choices you can. If you, the, you know, Ezekiel bread is best kept in the freezer because of the sprouting that's happening within it. So if it's on sale, grab yourself a couple of loaves, you know, just a couple of loaves. You don't need to hoard, right? Ethical principle of yoga, non-greed. Okay. So Rachel, I hope that answers your question. Don't fret bread. We love, by the way, we love bread. So if anybody wants any excuse to eat bread, just... Shoot us an email. You have to check out (laughs) Wednesday nights. You need to tune in to Instagram, our profile. Check out our live feed. Not live feed, but our stories. Because these... It's always Prager Brothers bread. Prager Brother like (laughs) spreads that we put together are just so awesome. It's so yummy. They're so so good. I look forward to Wednesday nights. We don't have hard lines. The only thing I can't ever imagine eating again is flesh. I mean, I just... I can't imagine eating it, but, you know... And right now I don't have to, so you know. Yeah. I, I just don't I don't have any hard lines on anything, but just for the record, I can't imagine ever having to chew on a piece of putrefying flesh ever again. Oh my Baloney, god. I no pray. Way. I pray that's not my karma ever again. All right, Laura. Uh, thank you, Rachel. Laura. Laura is on our team, Team Yogi Triathlete. She's kick butt girl. She just signed up for Iron Man Cork. Yeah. Yeah. Is she doing, oh, and she's doing Oceanside Oceanside. too. Yeah, we got a little crew at Oceanside. So if you're doing Oceanside, let us know. We'll be there. I don't think you're racing it. Nope. Nope. Claire. But maybe we'll run the info booth again with Clark. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. We got time. We got time. Yeah, time to work on that. But we love doing the info booth. And the race directors love having us at the info booth (laughs) because people come up and they're freaked out and we're like, just take a breath. Just take a breath. It's no big deal, man. Ocean swim. What are you going to do? Not race? Harbor swim. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Did you train? Great. You'll be prepared. I love the info booth. I love it too. It's all about connection. I, I love, love and I love humans and I love the human condition. And if you want, if you, if there's anybody you want to have the answer, anybody <laughs> to give you the right answer, you want us to give you that. And answer. if you don't even want to talk to us, you can just get therapy through Clark. Yeah, Clark is Clark is providing uh, Clark, support. Clark all comes day with long. us too. Yeah. All right. So Laura says, "What does a typical balanced day on a plant-based diet look like?" How to ensure you're getting sufficient protein, carbs, fat, sugar, vitamins. We all know vegan doesn't always mean healthy. So how do you find the balance? And then what's better, using milled brown flaxseed or whole flaxseed? So let's dive into this. Let's dive into this easy one, the milled 
the you know the flaxseed meal essentially or whole flaxseeds. I think I, th- I think you'll agree. It's the whole flaxseeds that are that you can crush right in the moment with your. What are they called? Mortar and pestle. Mortar and pestle, which we have. Or a coffee grinder. Right. That's what and everyone doing says. That, doing it right there when you need it. It's in the, it's in the moment. Yes. It's not, that's why the ground flax meal is less nutrient dense. That's what they say. That's what they say. However. Because once you grind up those flax meals, now the oils start to seep out and you lose a little bit of that omega bang. So we have both. We've got the ground flax meal. I, we use it a lot. We use it as an egg replacer. I use it in Clark's meals. We use it, I throw it in our smoothies, but we also have flax seeds. And the thing about the flax seeds is that they're just a rental if you don't grind them up. Like they're just going to pass right through you. So you do want to grind them up. And if you do have a coffee grinder, that, that's what I heard a coffee grinder is awesome. And that's the ideal way to just grind them fresh, right? So eating food always as close to its natural source as possible. So, you know, having the flax, the flax seeds and then grinding them up and then throwing them on your salad, that's going to be the biggest bang for your buck. But we have both. So, okay. So what does a typical balanced day in a plant-based diet look like? And how do you ensure that you're getting sufficient protein, carbs, fat, sugar, and vitamins? BJ. Well, I think this is just let's let's share what we eat in a day, because I, I think we're examples. We've been plant based for seven years now. I think we've done a lot of work and explored a lot of options. But I think sharing our, each of our stories of what what we eat throughout the day would be great. So on a typical day in the morning, I'll have before a morning workout, I'll have maybe a banana with almond butter on it or peanut butter. Almond butter when you run out of peanut butter. And then you get into my wife. My wife is so, so. <laughs> well, I can have almond butter that, that like allows me to share. It will last like two weeks, butter. but when you get into it, it's gone in like two days. Right. I love my nut butters. No, I I'm just being silly. So I have so I have banana and peanut butter, and I'll do my workout, and then post workout is usually our smoothie from the cookbook. So I'll open up that cookbook, the Yogi Triathlete cookbook, bust out that <laughs> smoothie. And then that'll hold me over for most of the morning and then maybe another session. And then I'll have lunch. And lunch is usually kale salad with, I don't know, cranberries and avocado and I don't know, whatever beans we have or whatever we have left over from the night before. Usually we have maybe tempeh or something just left over. And that'll be lunch and then an afternoon snack. I don't know, uh, an apple or another banana with almond butter or We love butter. hummus. We love hummus. Hummus and carrots. Uh, is an option. And then for dinner, it's usually our biggest meal is dinner. We actually like sit down and cook for dinner. And I can just tell what we had last night was was a great dinner. It's just brown rice. So now we're going to make a lot of brown rice because we, we love having that brown rice in the fridge. Beans, some grilled up veggies. Uh, I think we had zucchini, squash, and beans. Green beans. Green beans. All from the farmer's market. And peppers. And peppers. And mix that all together. The beans, we use a little bit of apple cider vinegar and some turmeric and just heat that up on the stove. And then we either throw it in a tortilla or we just have bowls with rice. Usually first round's tortilla. Yeah. And then we go back for more. And then we just do a rice bowl, you know, or put it on our plate because, you know, the tortilla, it's like a, again, we're not gluten sensitive. So we get whatever tortillas are available. So last night was like, you know, ghetto white flour tortillas. They were organic, but like... 
Like Laura said, we all know that vegan doesn't always mean healthy. That's not a health food. That's not a health food to me. You know, I have one. I don't do both of them in a burrito. I want to get more of the fiber and get filled up from the whole foods. So that was delicious. And then... Yeah, so that was dinner. Yeah, and we just had some salsa on that and Or I use, I like to use Cholula Mm -hmm. uh, on it. Or we take one of the the cauliflower uh, spreads that we get at the farmer's market. So these, uh, they're kind of called hummuses, but they're made from cauliflower. They're super, super amazing. Yeah, so if you're creative in the kitchen, uh, you know, steam up some cauliflower until it's, until it's soft and then throw it in a blender with some nutritional yeast, some sweet potatoes, like, and you can start to get a base for these cauliflower sauces. So the company is called Skinny Dips. She doesn't ship. She just does local. Uh, I haven't recreated any of them yet, but it's, it's usually, you know, cauliflower, nutritional yeast, and then add your spices in there. And they are freaking delicious. They're so good. They're so, so good. Throw some chipotle peppers in there. And maybe some cumin and... So again, check out our yeah. Wednesday stories because we get that at the farmer's market and that goes on our Prager Brothers bread. Yeah. So, I mean, my typical day is very similar. So if I'm not doing an intermittent fast, my first workout of the day will most likely be fasted. So when I say intermittent fasting, I mean like I'm going 16, 15, 16 hours. So if I'm not, it depends on how I feel in the morning. If it's before a workout, the most I'm going to have is a banana with some almond butter on it. I'm not a fan of peanut butter. I don't like, I think it's too fatty and oily. My body doesn't like to work out on peanut butter. Almond butter, it's fine. So I use almond butter. If I want something bigger after the workout, I'll either do oatmeal. I love oats with, so I do a quarter cup of cooked oats and I'll do a quarter cup, and then I load on, I do a full banana, I'll do, you know, half a couple of blueberries or a bunch of strawberries. Walnuts, I'll do maybe, let's say, like six walnuts and then crush them up even more. And raisins, coconut, little agave, tons of cinnamon, and almond butter. That will fill me up for hours. So that's like if I'm going to teach. I would not. I would not have that if I was going to be running within the hour. But when I was doing my longer trail runs and I was getting up at four in the morning, I would eat that breakfast at like 4.30 because then I was driving maybe down south to some mountains and I wasn't going to be running for a couple hours. I would actually have that because when I'm when you're trail running usually at the beginning we're climbing so it's not like I'm it's not like when I go out on the road and I'm running I would never have that much food prior to a road run and if I don't have oats then and I'm not fasting then I'll have a shake and I'll have that recovery shake that's in our cookbook and sometimes like today I added an extra banana I really I've been digging bananas lunch is I'll mix lunch up. So I'll just take, a lot of times I'll take greens and and some veggies and throw them in a pan and stir fry them for a few minutes. So whatever I've got on hand, throw that in a bowl with some hemp seeds, avocado, and maybe like a little Cholula and I'll eat that. Or I'll do the kale salad that BJ talked about and I'll throw some nuts in there if I'm feeling a little extra hungry, some cashews. And then dinner is our biggest meal and dinner is pizza dinner is you know our homemade pizzas dinner is beans and rice dinner is big veggie bowls quinoa bowls and i love sauces 
So after a long training day, I'm, I'm not really into making sauces lately. So I have barbecue sauce on hand. I have green curry on hand. There's a great one at Trader Joe's. It's a buck 99, this awesome simmer sauce. And I'll throw some chickpeas in there and some cashews and a bunch of vegetables and serve that over rice or quinoa. So as far as that's kind of a typical day it really is we're, it's, we're eating a whole foods plant-based diet. So how do we ensure that we're getting sufficient protein, carbs, fat, sugar, and vitamins? Well, mother nature provides everything. She provides everything. So we don't take any vitamins. We have a B12 spray that we use. A couple times a week. A couple times a week. We check in with how we feel. Yeah. Just- we, we just know our bodies. We check in with how we feel. I don't count things. I don't do macro, micro, how many calories I need, this ratio for recovery. I don't do that stuff. It's very heady and that's not the way... It's not the way I move. I don't move through the world from my mind. I use my mind to just, when I need it, I bring it in and go, hey, mind, I need you, you over do here. some math here? I need you to me. do some calculations <laughs> for me. I'm really, I think BJ is too, I'm just really in touch with how I feel. Now, that said, we get blood work every year. So once a year, we work with Inside Tracker and we get super extensive blood work. And then we look and we see, you know, what our levels are and our levels are great. So I haven't changed anything and I continue to feel better. So it's not like, it's like, trust the body, trust the body. If the body feels like crap, then look at what you're eating, you know, and maybe get some blood work. Maybe you're low on iron. Maybe you're low on fiber. Maybe you're, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe you are low on protein. I don't know. So get that, as Inside Tracker would say, like get that selfie from the inside and now get some data to back to, you know, to compare against how you're feeling and then make some mindful, using your mind as a tool, decisions on how you're going to move forward. So I don't count anything. I, my weight is super stable and I get really lean right before a race. I always like drop like it's so quick. It's like five pounds in a week. I just drop it. I race and then it comes back on. It's like I go like I'm 113 pounds at, on race day and then I'm like 117, 118 pounds all the rest of the year. It's really interesting. My body is just, I let it do its thing. I treat it well. I love it. I, think, I don't speak bad about it. I think that's that's super key. That's what I wanted to touch on was, was if you don't have body awareness, then yes, you may have to rely on the numbers. Like based on science like this is this is how many carbs this is whatever you need so so what we teach but that's not going to help you increase no, body awareness it's not it, that's yeah so what i'm saying is you step back like meditate sit with yourself actually truly see how things are feeling in your body and then like you were talking about make mindful decisions of what you choose so if you're reaching in the cabinet open your cabinet and look what you have just don't reach for the chips. What else do you have in the cabinet? Maybe there's some other things you can grab, some cranberries or walnuts. Like there's other options. So if you guys want to know like how can we maintain our weight and, and how we're not worried about the levels of, of macros that we're getting in, it's because we make conscious choices. Now, when I reach for a, a vegan chocolate chip cookie, I know I'm reaching for a vegan chocolate chip cookie. Like I know I'm doing this. I'm consciously choosing that. But majority of the time, I'm choosing foods and fuel that's going to help me perform to my best ability. 
So that's always priority. So if you're if you're wondering or or, or thinking you're lost into how many how much food and the specific kind of food you need to take in, just have confidence that if you surround yourself with plants and vegetables and fruits and and all the things in your house, like you will have the options necessary to provide you with that complete protein that will help you move through your day with tons of energy. And if you don't feel well, then, you know, keep a food log, look at what you're eating and come work with us. This is what we do. We work with people on how to adjust that. We're not dietitians or nutritionists, but damn, we do the plant-based thing really, really well. And I'm a vegan lifestyle coach and educator and BJ certified in plant-based nutrition. And we work with people on this too. And we bring in the mindfulness piece because it's amazing that when you let go of the data and the fear about not getting enough, how much you are able to cultivate and get in tune with that body wisdom. Practice trusting your body and bring awareness to what it is that you're putting in it. And so everything that you put in it, you're going to know. You're, you're very, very, we're intelligent human beings. Human beings. <laughs> you're going to know that this is helpful or it's not so helpful. So today I went to Steady State to work on this book that I'm working on. And I got, okay, so my, my dream has come true. Best coffee shop in the world now has all vegan treats. It's everything I've ever dreamed of, and I have been eating vegan donuts, like more vegan donuts than I've ever had. But I go in, and I have my vegan donut, and I know it's just like sugar, but like the strawberry donuts, I know they're made with the Carlsbad strawberries, and I'm not making excuses here, but today I got a cinnamon bun. And it was so, it's so big, and it was so good, and I got to the best part, which was the middle part, and I couldn't, I was like, I'm full. I can't eat that. And there was that part of me that was like, well, you can't throw it away. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to let it sit on my plate and, and we'll see what happens with it. And I wasn't able to finish it. I wasn't, I wasn't hungry for it. It wasn't making me feel good. So I stopped eating it. So, you know, it's bringing ownership to the choices that you make. And Laura's newer to transitioning over to this. And I, oh my God, I had these same questions and we were fearful about things. You're going to get better at it. You're going to get better and better every day. So continue to eat the spectrum. We live in an amazing place. Laura's local here. We live in an amazing place. So go to the farmer's markets and buy what's in season, what they're offering, because that's going to give you such a bang and trust mother nature because she provided everything perfectly packaged and perfectly balanced, and it's a symphony. And, you know, the violins work off of the cellos, and the cellos work off the flutes, and it's just this perfect symphony of high vibrational health-promoting food. But how beautiful, too, does the flute sound by itself or the cello sound by itself? So you can mono-eat. Mm-hmm. You can mono-eat. We live here in California... You can have an avocado for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can have bananas all day. Like, explore. You can have strawberries. Like, for one meal, you can also explore your how do things taste in, taste in your mouth, right? Like Some actually, people mono-eat for like a month. They'll just yeah. eat peaches. And they're fine. Like, you, so you're getting, you're getting a lot of peaches. But your body's got it's solid smart. It's storage. It's so smart. Yeah. It's so, so smart. So, smart. so uh, it's always about checking in with how you feel. And then we all know vegan doesn't always mean healthy. So cinnamon bun, 
right? Like right. I knew that wasn't a health food. It was it was good, but I didn't finish the whole thing. So balance. And you're not having the, a, a vegan cinnamon roll every day. No, I'm not. And tonight we're gonna have actually leftovers from last yeah. night, which is, you know, would be already described it, and lots of veggies. And I started my day with a green smoothie, and I had a banana before my run this morning. So it's you know it's it's finding balance by looking into your cabinets and seeing, is it filled with dead foods? Is it crackers? Is it chips? Is it, you know, canned foods and packaged pancake. Yeah. yeah packaged foods and pancake mix. And like, is everything kind of beige? Is there a lot of beige stuff hanging around? So add more color, eat, eat the rainbow. Golden, golden. This might be our last question. Let's say, all right, Golden, would love to hear more of your takes on injury and overcoming the physical experience with our mental power. So amazing. Well, the first thing is you have to develop your mental power. <laughs> yeah, step one. Step one. Tap into that mental power. But you develop your mental power by practicing it. Right. So in these, in these experiences, as coaches and as a massage therapist, you were like deep into this. And as we're coaches now and we have, an, we have a team... Things are coming up. And what happens is the mind goes into the past to when experiences like this or exactly like this happen. And it's referring to that as it's going to take a long time to heal. It never healed the first time. And you're going to go all into all these questions. And each injury is an opportunity for you to learn something about yourself. If you begin to transform what injuries do, the purpose that they are there to serve for you, then you can begin to understand like it's showing you something about your body. And so explore that. So let's use plantar fasciitis. Like what happens when that, when it happens on your foot? Like first thing you probably do is go to Google and you type in plantar fasciitis, how do I fix it, right? And there's like tons and tons of videos and, and things to work on. But there's also the mental power of healing where when you sit in meditation and you send all of your energy and white light to that area because I can speak to this firsthand and you you pull out the muck like you just you you cleanse the muck you you move it up from the bottom of let's just use plantar fasciitis as the example you move it from the bottom of your foot you move it up out of your legs your body up out of your crown of your head and now it's into the universe and you've removed that layer like you've remo you removed it and what you're going to fill it with is some more white light and healing energy all good things all good things. Now that doesn't mean you're going to wait, you're going to get up from your meditation and walk around and be fine. There's some physical things you need to do. Um, absolutely. To help heal that opportunity, we'll label it. The mind drives everything else. So if your mind is stuck in that rut, if your mind is going into the place of, I'm not going to be able to do my race. This is, you know, two weeks before my race, I, I have this injury. If your mind continues to go down that, that path, you're just building that mucky dark karma inside of you you're feeding the injury you're basically feeding the injury and you don't want to do that you want to you want the injury to work itself out of the body so basically it's showing you that there's a there's a place in your body that needs healing right and so let it do its work right you don't rush the process let it heal let it show you something learn from it and keep a positive frame of mind like keeping that positive reference if you guys want to want to hear exactly you know, how, how this happened, there's that video we did when I was trying to do Lake Placid and I had the stomach virus, right? I was like totally sick. But every day I just continued to do something that
that would move me towards health, not getting caught up in whether I'll race or not on the following Sunday. And up until that final day when the race came, I thought I'd possibly be able to do the race. I had a positive mindset and it didn't work out, but it was okay because my mind was already working towards health. The day after Ironman, I felt perfectly fine. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah, that was so awesome. <laughs> if, I had, if I had dug in and in, in, into that hole, that depression, that negativity, like what would have happened when the race came? I would have been negative and and pissed off that I couldn't race. And then the following day still probably would have been that energy just hanging around, just like muckiness. And I, I like to call it muckiness because it's like that murky like mud that you get into and it just you lift up your feet and it's like hard to lift it up because it's like pulling you back in. And if I hadn't been positive throughout that from day one when when I had the, the stomach virus, like how long would that healing have been? So the power of the mind has everything to do with the time, the time it takes you to heal. And so that, uh, that, that injury is an opportunity. See the injury as an opportunity, not as something that can pull you down a, a deep, dark hole. Awesome. I don't know what you're... Well said. You're, yeah. Well... Share, share your insight. Because, you, you know, you worked as a massage therapist and you've seen plenty, plenty of injuries mm-hmm. or so-called injuries. Right. Right? Yeah. So the word injury has a negative connotation to it which we need to stop using that word. If you really want to develop your mental power, stop using the word injury. Replace it with healing because all injury, illness, and disease is healing. It is your body releasing energy. Everything is energy. So we are experts at not processing things. We are experts at avoidance and denial and I can't deal with this right now. So we push it down in a way. And if we don't process it, which meditation naturally processes, it will fester. It will fester and it will show up eventually if we don't process it as injury, illness, or disease. So the first thing is noticing, like BJ said, notice what's coming up for you with the injury. Is it frustration? Is it sadness? Is it worry? That's the energy that's being released. Okay, so it was frustration from a life situation that you had. It was worry from something that ha- you had. It was fear. It was, it was um, you know, uh, sadness, something that happened in your life or another life is now coming up to heal. So if that's what's coming up and you're fearful and then you play on that fear and you say, oh, God, I'm so scared. I'm not going to be doing my race. All you're doing is creating another injury for the future and you're prolonging your healing like tenfold. So number one, I would say, don't use the word injury. Use the word healing. Even if your PT or your doctor gives you a funny look, stay positive. As my teacher would say, don't come down to the lower vibrations. Let the lower vibrations come and evolve up to you. So 
don't feel bad or silly or weird to be like, oh, my opportunity for healing. You know, when if the doctor says, well, you have a shoulder injury. Oh, I have a shoulder with an opportunity to heal. You know, it shifts everything to the positive. And they might they might start using that, you know? They yeah, might we've, like we've that. seen them use that. We've, we've seen, seen it. Yeah, they actually like start switching their words around and like, oh, I've got the sensation in my shoulder and opportunity to heal my left shoulder right. versus like, oh, it's my bad shoulder. So the first thing is to see it as an opportunity to heal. Another nice spin, I was just talking to somebody in uh, about this the other day, was like, oh my gosh, my body is strong enough to release this. If it wasn't strong enough, it wouldn't be releasing this. Like, And the body, again, has this inherent wisdom, the energetic body and the physical body, to never release more than what you're ready for. So it's all coming in perfect timing, whether it's 10 days before your race, the day before your race, or two weeks after your race. However, you're going to label it like, Woo, oh my God, I got my race in. That's so cool. And then I did, I sprained my ankle, right? It's, it's always, it's, we create it all. If you want to go in deeper on this, then just join us for our Sign M21. Sign up for the M21 revolution. <laughs> Please. And you'll get a clearer understanding. You'll get a much clearer understanding of all of this yeah. and really how to practice this mental power. So switching your mindset. Everything is mindset. Everything is mindset. So yes, we can eat all the whole foods, plant-based, you know, dinners that we want. But if we're steeped in living from and moving in the world from fear and worry and jealousy and frustration, that food is not going to have the benefit that that food has like for you and I, BJ, because we don't move in this world from fear and negativity. We have for sure, but because we've practiced and have gotten more skillful and, you know, you and I are still at level one in the world of evolving. Like this is level one stuff. Like this is still entry level stuff that we're doing, but you guys can see how far you can come in this lifetime, in, in, you know, in a span of years. And everybody's on a different timeline. So mindset is everything. How are you going to choose to relate to it? Because it's not what happens to you. It's your response to what's happening to you or for you, right? That even for you is a better way to look at it because nothing happens to you. It happens for you. In the realm of universal law, it's your response. It's the feeling that you're moving from that is the creation. So if you're worried about the plantar fasciitis or you're pissed about the plantar fasciitis, the universe is neutral. It's just going to say, oh, well, she's She's worried, so we're going to give her more worry. She's going to get more worry in her life. Now, if she is like, oh, what an awesome opportunity to heal. Cool. Like, what am I noticing? Uh, I had an experience coming off the last 50K where I have like, I don't know if I talked about this in the podcast. Maybe I talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. I don't think I did because it was in the days after we recorded it that I had extreme, like intense hence sensation through my big toe that actually went down through my foot and up my lower leg. And it was, it was really intense for like five days. And I was like, this is so cool. Like my body is healing. This is so cool. And what else was happening was I was noticing I was having these old memories of high school and my high school boyfriend, who was like the nicest guy in the world 
But I wasn't always so nice back then. I was definitely in a world of suffering. And I was thinking, my God, this is so interesting because it's definitely related. These emotions that are coming up and this intense sensation that I'm having in my foot, the Black Mountain 50K was just the catalyst for this to heal. I was so excited and it was just super cool. So I kind of just sat back and I watched it. And ladies and gentlemen, this was 30 years ago that I was in high school. Okay. So that's what 30-year-old festering trapped energy feels like when it leaves the body. It's intense. I couldn't walk. I couldn't, I had to pull shoes out of the donation bag because I couldn't even wear the shoes that I had. I was walking like everything in the body was really affected by this one toe. But my attitude was like, cool, like you need me to rest? I'll rest. And I just surrendered. So Mindset, number one, how are you relating to it? And number two, what are the actions that you're taking? Surrender to what is. Okay, this is what it is. I have plantar fasciitis. I was, you know, all ready to do this race on, you know, next weekend, but now this has shown up. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be able to do the race. I'm still going to hold the race in a positive aspect in my, in my field, but I'm going to do the work right now. So you do the work, right? There's things that you can do for plantar fasciitis. There's things that you can do. There was, for me, I had to just rest my foot. So you do that work without attachment. You do the physical work in neutrality. And how would you say, BJ, that you do the physical work in neutrality? So let's say like you're detaching from the work that you're doing. Like the training? Like you're doing physical therapy for your shoulder, let's say. Mm-hmm. And there's, emo- like there's emotions that are coming up around it as you're doing it, right? There's emotions that are going to come up around the injury. So how do you detach from that? What do you do? How do you stay neutral? I just breathe. I just breathe. And I just, I, I dive into work for the sake of the work. That's, that's the detachment. Yeah. Doing so the I, work for I the just, sake of the work. I just think about that all the time. I think about, okay, I just need to do three sets of 10 on this shoulder to heal this. And then I need to move on to the next thing. Right. So just doing what's in front of you and not getting emotional about it. So that doesn't mean the emotions aren't going to be there, right? It doesn't mean that, but what are you, what are you feeding? What is your response to that? Are you feeding those emotions? Are you getting pissed? Are you getting worried? Are you moving from worry? Are you tending to your injury in a state of fear and worry? Because all you're doing is creating fear and worry. And we have plenty of that, plenty of that surrounding us. Just if you have the TV on, the radio on, there's plenty of fear that's going to get on, jump on board and help you uh, build and grow that, that fearful karma, basically. So, so don't work on it yourself. Like work, work with yourself to, to negate and, and let that negativity and, and stuff go and just be in the moment and work on what needs to be done right now? What's right in front of you? Like put your hand in front of your face. Like that's right. What is right in front of you right now? Everything else doesn't matter. It doesn't right. exist. And you've got to develop the mental strength and the mental immunity. Really, this is what it is. It's mental immunity. So go ahead. Well, I was going to say, that's where you see opportunity. Like don't see these experiences as painful or this, why did this happen to me? See them as opportunities because these opportunities are where you grow the mental strength. These are your opportunities. Yes, this if, is where the if work you is. Know, if you want to know how to do it, <laughs> the how behind it, this is how. You get into those, you right. get into those experiences and you let them happen to you. You let the, the injury happen to you. You let the, uh, 
the argument happen. Like you, you surrender. Feel it. You, you, yeah. You like just, just surrender. Just feel it. You, fearful of getting, getting in the water, like jump in the water and feel that emotion. Like, whoa, this is so powerful. But it doesn't have to define you. It doesn't have to define what your next actions are. You can feel it, get into the space, and then take action based on, on what happens in that space. Which is why the M21 revolution is not just a meditation challenge. Like Golden and I were talking about it before it came into fruition. And we're like, it can't be just a meditation challenge. You can't just meditate and leave your cushion and think you're all set. You do a huge amount of work by doing nothing, by sitting in meditation. You do a massive amount of work. It is the most potent thing you can do. But if you're meditator Joe and then you get off the cushion and then you're just like regular, like flip that guy off because he, you know, cut you off, then you're just, you're a gerbil on the wheel. The work, so that's why it's the mindful, it's mindful living because there's no time off. If you really want to develop mental power, there is no time off. You have got to be awake and ready all the time. So ask yourself in those situations, when you flip somebody off, do you want to change or not change that? Right? It's a simple question. Just explore that. Do you want to change or not change? And if you're deep down, if you do the work and you reach deep down, deep down, you don't want to be that person who's flipping somebody off. No, because you know what? That's 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 injury too. It's injury to the world because you're moving yeah, yeah. you're moving from anger and now we got more anger in the world. And we don't need more anger. We don't anger need more anger. No, we don't need more anger in plenty. the world. There's just so much. It doesn't mean that you won't have the emotion of anger come up, right. but practice being calm in the midst of sensation is where the mental power really starts to grow. This is what we do in the community, you guys. It's 21 bucks per challenge and people will get on, like we're really starting to work with things real time. And we are not gonna get on board with your pity party, we're not. But we are gonna wrap you in so much love and so much support and we're healing stuff. Like people are making massive transformative shifts in their life like on a daily basis in this community because they know at any time they can jump into the community and be like, okay, this day is insane. How do I restart it? Because when you get so caught up in the spiraling of thoughts and the, and the power of emotions, you, especially if you're just starting this, you'll lose that battle. You'll lose that battle. So to have a community, like it's insane what's going on in that community. I'm just, I'm so fired up to be a part of it. So I think that's good. I mean, it's really, start with this. Number one, don't use the word injury. It's an opportunity to heal. And if you think that that's stupid or you're like, that's like kind of like, you know, one of those positive affirmations. Yeah, it is a positive affirmation. Use it. The world needs more positive. So in if, the you, world. if you start saying it and then somebody else starts saying it and then their friends that you've got the ripple effect. So and it all started with you. Maybe you ingest, you said it, but at least you planted the seed of changing the words that come out of your mouth. And, and the only reason why injury has a negative connotation or cancer has a negative connotation is because we've practiced creating that in negativity. We've practiced it. That's it. Everything that, all of our beliefs have just been practiced. 
if you really want true mental training and mindset training and mental power, you've got to be willing to let go of those belief systems and that conditioning because that stuff starts getting ingrained in us. Most of our belief systems are already in place at five years old. All right. I think we're at an hour, so we're going to cut it and let us know. We're going to come back, I think, in a couple weeks and do this again. So if any of the things that we covered you still have more questions on, send us more questions on this and we will tackle it in a couple weeks. We love this, you guys. Like we just want to keep sharing this recipe and this way of moving through the world that is incredibly powerful. And what I believe the world can really benefit from is just a lot more love, a lot more power through positivity and emotional regulation we don't have a lot of emotional regulation in this world. We have a lot of reactionary patterns that just keep spinning out and spinning out and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So this stuff is super important. Like, like our future depends on it. So if you can remember that just one conscious breath will start to make a magnificent change in your life, that will be a profound shift that you can start practicing right now. 